Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we are back with a ton of ground to cover. The Ducks finished their road trip before the All-Star break. Uh, the Road Warriors, as we'll call them, yes, they didn't play uh, the greatest, but they got 8 out of 10 points. They went into the All-Star break, and uh, they had a new GM going into the All-Star break, Pat Verbeek, so we'll talk all about that. Uh, we'll talk about Zegras, Terry, and Gibson at the All-Star break. And a little bit more trade uh, news at the end to finish off the show. But before we get started uh, with all the news, uh, we have uh, our special co-host, Rockstar Eddie Richard, that went to Vegas and partied up during the All-Star break. How are you doing, Eddie? You're telling me that you're still recovering. Yeah, I'm still recovering from uh, my Vegas trip. And you know what? It, it was a coincidence. I went out there for uh, for All-Star Weekend. And then I guess the Pro Bowl was out there too that weekend. But it was actually my buddy's birthday on uh, February 4th. So happy birthday to my buddy Josh. Um, so yeah, we went out there for his birthday. Had a, a, an amazing time, a blast. I mean, it's Vegas. Drank a ton. And then our flight didn't leave until later, later at 7.30. So we drank all that day too. And then we came back home and... My girl picked us up from the airport and then drank more that night. So, yeah, I've been feeling, uh, been feeling, I'm feeling the effects of Vegas still. It didn't help me going out and drinking after my games last night. So I'm like, ah, oh, too much drinking. It's just, uh, this is a hockey podcast, not a drunk podcast, but I'm slowly turning it into it. <laughs> yeah, man, you partied it up, and uh, for me, I, I, I'm pretty boring. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I just stayed home and watched games and whatnot. Uh, not, nothing super exciting. Sorry, guys. I, I, I'm kind of boring right now. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's fun though. You save money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I have been hanging out at home and uh, drinking at home. Just a lot of stuff going on in the real world right now uh, that I have to attend to. Uh, other responsibilities, right? But um, that's kind of the way things go. So still able to catch up on all these games. And uh, what we'll do is we'll do what we normally do, uh, go through the, the, the games here on the road trip. Real quick, uh, as I talked about before, we have the different markers for the timestamps of when uh, you want to listen to different things. So we're going to go through the road trip real quick, and then we'll get to, like I said, Verbeek, and then the All-Star Game, trade news and all that. So if you if you want to jump ahead about 30 minutes, you can. It'll be in the description box. It'll tell you where we're at. So when we last left off, the Ducks went on this road trip. Um, they ended up doing very well. They won eight, uh, excuse me, earned eight out of ten points. They uh, ended up taking out Boston on the trip, which was probably their best game. They got Terry and Fowler back from COVID. They built a good lead. They ended up uh, winning. I mean, Boston did fight back, uh, but you know, overall, this was a good game for the Ducks. You saw Derek Grant getting in the action on the power play on there. Um, and you know, and the Ducks were able to win this one. Uh, Gibson getting his. Uh, Third all-time uh, record in wins. He tied Jonas Hiller with the uh, victory in this game. So, uh, overall, good game um, for the Ducks to start the road trip, Eddie. Uh, the kind of the play kind of went down, but at least they started off good. 
Yeah, it, it was a good game. Boston, I would say, is a, a cup contending team, or, or maybe not a cup contender, but they're a, a playoff team, and and they're projected to go deep as long as uh, injuries and stuff like that doesn't happen. But yeah, it was good to see the Ducks take out a, a team like this that, on paper, they're better than the Ducks. Obviously, they have a few of the superstars that they have. Um, they just played a nice, solid game. It, it was nice, and he saw a great pattern get his first of the season with the Ducks, so that, that's always good for him. A player like that, that's kind of your seventh defenseman on the taxi squad. He's, he's going to be up and down from San Diego like through the whole season. He doesn't really seem like he's going to earn a spot bearing any injuries happening. So it's actually it was good to see him get a goal and get into the action and help the Ducks pull out that 5-3 win. Now, the best part of this game wasn't anything that happened during the game. The best part was Felino talking some trash to Drysdale and then Gibson coming over and getting in his face, Eddie. This was hilarious. You had no D'Lo in this game because he had been out for the boarding thing. You had no Manson, right? Because uh, the COVID stuff. And, and Gibson just goes off on Felino. It was hilarious. I mean, uh, I just cra- it cracks me up when Gibson uh, takes that role. Like he'll he'll just. We've seen this before in games. We've seen him clothesline people, get in people's face. Uh, I loved it, man. Th- that was the highlight of the game for me getting in there uh, and, and basically cussing him out. I mean, were you not cracking up at that moment? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I was hoping for a goalie fight. I, I really want a goalie fight. That's just like my ultimate dream to be actually be live at a stadium and see a goalie fight. I always say that every time I go to the game or one of the Ducks games. But, yeah, that was pretty funny, Gibson Gibson going over there and, and, and kind of just calling him out and stuff like that, protecting his teammate. That's, that's good to see. And it, it's good to see Sam Carrick over there and drop the gloves with Felino too. And I'm glad Felino dropped the gloves. It just that's a warranted amount. It's like, all right, you're trash talking our rookie. Now our goalie's in your face. Okay, you have to answer the bell. So that was that was fun to see. Yeah, uh, that was the highlight from that game. And that that was the best game on the road trip uh, for the Ducks. They then went into uh, Canada. You know, they were without Dallas Aikens too on this trip because he was in the protocol. And then Canada's got, you know, their different rules than the U.S. and whatever. So he wasn't in there. We had different assistant coaches taking over on this trip. Um, the Ducks start out okay against Toronto. You had Sam Steele kind of get a crazy uh, lucky goal in the beginning. But then uh, Toronto turned it on. They built a 3-1 to lead. Looked like the Ducks were probably going to get knocked out of this game. They were horrible on special teams. Uh, giving up three power play goals while shorthanded four times. Got into penalty trouble in this one. But they were able to pull out a point. Silverberg scored. Uh, Letary got a late goal as well. And, and they and, you know ended up losing this one in bonus hockey. But uh, the Ducks got fortunate in this one, Eddie. They were able to pull out one point. Yeah, it's good to see them fight back like that too. Uh, like Usually there's some games in the past we've seen the Ducks go down like that. And it, just, it, it goes just... It's a shit show after that, but it's good to see the Ducks have that perseverance to actually go and try to get back in the game to get that one point and force the, the uh, force it to a shootout. Gibson played amazing, making his forty what forty one saves he made in this game. Just outstanding performer, and that's why he was named third star of the game. But yeah, it was a good like the best part about this game just seeing the Ducks, like I said, just come back and and force that that shootout. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were able to, you know, come back and at least get a point in this one. So, you know, like you said, the Ducks did rally, uh, even though being down and whatnot. Um, but, you know, they were able to do it uh, in this game and, and at least get a point, keep the streak going uh, in this one. 
And then they continued their road trip in Montreal, where they actually started out very well in Montreal. They had three goals in the first period. You had Sam Carrick again getting an early goal. Cam Fowler on the power play. Troy Terry on the power play. Ducks looked really good in the first period against Montreal. And then after that, it, it just it got crazy. The second period was a battle back and forth. Montreal got a couple goals. Um, Trevor Zegras doing his thing. Of course, the highlight of this game was Zegras doing the Michigan uh, sadly, no fans in the stands, but that was the highlight right there. But you do have to give credit to Montreal. They fought back. They got a couple goals in the third period, one really late. The Ducks were able to hang on and win this one 5-4. to four. Uh, Again, not their best game. They almost got shot, outshot 2-1, 40-24 to one, 40 to 24 shots on goal. Uh, but, I mean, the good thing was the Ducks got out to a great start, Eddie, and, and I mean, Zegras. We had the Zegras right earlier in the season. At least that's that's what he likes to call it. And then here you had him doing the Michigan. And uh, just, holy crap, man. Um, this kid is just amazing. And, and the Ducks pull out this win. Oh, yeah. I think fatigue was their worst enemy this game. I think they were just tired from the game before. Um, but, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to remember the the Ducks winning this game or who scored or who did what. I The highlight was it. Zegras finally... A, a, he did the Michigan. He actually, and it was great because it was just all in one motion. It's, it, it was so beautiful. Like you get to watch it over and over and over again. It's it's just, yeah, this kid's amazing. He's he's already blossoming into a superstar. The Ducks really got lucky. You know, it's funny because I, I met uh, I met a couple in Vegas and they were uh, they were uh, I had my Ducks jersey on and during the uh, Saturday and he was talking to me about how they're Kings fans, how he was like how much he hates the Ducks, but they both like Zegras. And he's not. What, uh, I, I had other Kings fans, people I play hockey with, that time the same thing. Like they hate the Ducks, but they they love Zegers. So it's like we got lucky getting him. He even said he wished the Kings would have uh, took Zegers, but it's just it's the way it is. It's, it's, we have a superstar in the making. He's gonna he's gonna be an anchor for this team for years to come. And I can't wait to see what else moves he tries to pull during the games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> We have to talk about that too, about the shirt. Well, I guess we can talk about it now. I had a plan later. But the the dude shirt, right? Um, since you brought it up, the Ducks had sold out like in five or six minutes on the first drop. They only had about 200 shirts made, I found out. They just did a second drop, which was only about 500 shirts. And I will tell you guys that I was able, because I was free, to get some shirts on the second drop. And I will be giving away one shirt uh, to somebody. So we'll figure out how we're, we're going to do that. But I might as well just throw it out there now. So we will be giving somebody a, a dude shirt, uh, extra large. Uh, on what, uh, maybe all the platforms will do it. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it yet. But uh, just stay tuned for that. I, I was able to get two of them. And uh, Eddie wasn't. But we talked about it last time about giving it away. So we will do that, uh, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was, was, was Zegras Eddie, I'm just like, I mean, we haven't even got to all-star stuff yet. I, I'm just amazed with this kid, man. Um, I mean, it's just awesome. That play the you know, the way he did it, if you hadn't seen it too, uh, Emily Kaplan had that interview with him on ESPN, which was fantastic stuff. I mean, I, I don't know how you can hate this kid. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of hate out of Detroit, unfortunately on him because of the Calder cup. Or Calder Trophy, excuse me, that race, which, you know, whatever. I don't really give a crap about the Calder Trophy, in my opinion. It's not a big deal. If Zegers gets it, great. If one of those players from Detroit gets it, that's fine. It doesn't really matter to me. It's not a big deal. But um, 
outside of the Red Wings, everything I've seen from everybody else, like you said, Eddie, is that people just love Zegras. Uh, they may not like the Ducks and think we're whatever, but uh, even being you know uh, you know a Kings fan or a Sharks fan, uh, Nashville fan, whatever, everybody I, I've seen uh, pretty much uh, is talks about this guy, uh, and it's just amazing to watch Eddie. And I, I think. Uh, you're right. You know, some of these games, they're not going to talk about the score. They're not going to talk about who wins. Like that game against Buffalo when he did the quote-unquote Zegras. No one remembers who won that game. No one remembers. Uh, I think it was even Elliot Freeman on one of his podcasts got it wrong. Who won? And I don't blame him. I mean, you're, you, all you care about is the play, just like this game, Eddie. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Um, with, with Zegras, too, I wanted to mention, too, I just wrote down in my notes that uh, I guess there's some hate going around the All-Star Weekend. He was posing, I believe, with R.A. from the Spit and Chicklets. He's holding a beer. And a lot of people I saw on Twitter, which I don't know why Twitter, people like to bitch and cry on Twitter so much and like then Facebook and Instagram. But people are trying to – there was like, like some Kings page that was trying to like bash Zegris and say he shouldn't be part of the league or he's suspended for that. And it's like, come on, who cares? It's a Bud Light. He's, he's, a, he's an NHL hockey player. He's in Vegas. I, I mean, like honestly, how many like how many of us have underage drank before? It's just, it only happens. It's, he's twenty years old, so I, I just that that irritated me. I wanted to address it too because a lot of people or a lot, a lot of like people, I guess the haters uh, on Zegers were just making that such a big deal when it when it really wasn't. Just posing with the beer, he wasn't even seen drinking it, so he could probably just want to be cool holding a beer. Like who knows? Yeah, I'm with you. I purposely did not repost that. I did see that, and I didn't put it out there on Twitter because. Uh, that that person, I forgot whoever they were, but they went back and like backtracked after they got so much heat and said, oh, I was just joking, you know, I'm a Kings fan, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, dude, you put that out there and you got blown up and now you're backtracking. Just, you, you shouldn't have put, you shouldn't have put that out there, dude, because that's how Twitter is, man. People, people are ruthless on Twitter. That's just the way that they are. I, I swear. And, and, but you know what he did though? He put that out there. Uh, Zegers is going to be 21 pretty soon and did that. And then all of a sudden he tried to like slow walk that back. And I was like, dude, nah, dude, that, that's why I didn't repost it. I'm not, I'm not going to give that guy any attention. That guy's, that guy should take an L dude. You're like, you're dumb, dude. If you were joking, you would have made it a joke in the original post and you didn't. You were trying to put down our guy cause you're a Kings fan. Go F yourself, dude. Get lost. Kick rocks. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's what I, I I said some questionable words to him. I was a little inebriated at time when I saw that, so I had to respond back. But then I went went to go check back what I wrote. It was like the post was deleted. So like I said, I, everyone probably blew him up. Zegers is probably a, one of the hottest players right now in the NHL, popularity wise, just the way he is. It's just it was just stupid that people act like that. I remember uh, one story too. Uh, some of the Ducks players were headed to Vegas, and then they had a couple of the players drinking while on their way to Vegas. I just wrote one of the players like, hey, maybe you should take that off your story. It might not look good. And it's funny because they actually listened to me and they took it off their story. I, I think you remember who it was. I'm not going to say the, his name on the on the show, but I remember that story I told you a while back, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, okay. I'm with you. I, I, I like to keep it positive, but I, I know what you mean. I, I, I feel you. I mean... I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm not. I do stupid shit too once in a while. So it, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, they're going to Vegas and having fun. I mean, okay, you know, I just went there too on New Year's. So, you know, I had a blast even though, you know, we lost, whatever, to the to the Golden Knights, whatever. But 
Yeah, I know. So, all right, all right. We got a little, <laughs> a little off there on our, our, Z- our Zegras <laughs> tangent, which we got more Zegras talk about the All-Star game. Tons of stuff with that. But let's finish up this road trip nonsense. Uh, let's see. They went. To, so they, they had that Montreal game, right, all about the Michigan. You know, you don't remember who won. Well, I mean, no, we know the Ducks won. But anyways, <laughs> they go to Ottawa. Ottawa gets crazy because, and I'm not getting political, but they had the truck driver thing up there. Found out that the Ducks had to switch hotels because it was a mess trying to get to the arena. Again, no fans. Whatever. You, you can say what you want about that. Um, this game, the Ducks didn't have their best stuff, but you know it, it was entertaining. Uh, you had Raquel getting on the board. You know he hasn't been as hot lately. Uh, doing his spinorama goal, which is fantastic. Of course, Tyler Ennis has to do a spinorama goal to tie it up. And then Terry gets one in the third, and the, the Ducks are able to uh, to win this game. But uh, I, I like Comtois dropping the gloves early in this one. That was good. Uh, you know, some fighting going on in this game. Uh, again, the Ducks, they got outshot 45-20 to 20 on net. Uh, kind of crazy. And they were able to pull that out. And, I mean, really the theme of this road trip is Gibson. Gibson saved the Ducks' ass uh outside of the first game against boston they played well in that one but the rest of these games it was the gibson show uh, and and proving why he is you know worthy of being an all-star eddie but uh crazy times in ottawa the ducks pull out two points oh yeah but i just didn't like the way they played against this team ottawa is a terrible team they uh, they have really a lot of issues with that team, and I think the Ducks should have done a lot better and beat them by a larger margin. But that, all that matters is getting those two, uh, those two points, and Terry scoring a goal. That was awesome too. So he's reaching that that thirty that thirty goal mark closely, like we've talked about. I believe I forgot the I forgot the guy's handle on uh, our, my buddy on Instagram. We were writing back and forth. He he believes that he can get uh, forty goals. Um, yeah, I'll go back and look in the message and I'll give you a, a shout out for that one too. So let's see, hopefully the 40 one, but at that 30 goal mark that we talked about earlier in the season or earlier in the shows, looks like it's going to be uh it's going to happen pretty soon. But yeah, I wasn't too happy with this game though. And like you said, it was all the Gibson show. Uh, Gibson, Gibson stole two points for them and they should, they should all buy him a, especially a beer, more alcohol talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he did. He stole him two points in that game. Of course, Manson got hurt. We later found out that he went out on the IR, unfortunately. So uh, that's kind of what's going on there. And then the Ducks ended up finishing up in Detroit. Again, we're playing the Red Wings. Uh, a lot of hate from their fan base on Zegras on social media. I don't have time for that crap. So you guys will see me. I don't engage in that stuff. Uh, I'd rather just promote our team. I don't have time to go on Twitter and try and start wars with Detroit Red Wing fans. Some people feel that that's what they want to do and that, and that's what they want to, uh, you know, uh, try to instigate stuff in their free time by talking trash to the Red Wing fans. Uh, hey, if that's what you want to do, that's all you. Uh, uh, go for it. I, I, don't, I just don't have time for that. I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, in this game, again, the Ducks did not play well, only getting 15 shots on goal. Uh, Dylan Larkin scoring at the end of the first period. You had Raquel, like we talked about, starting to warm up a little bit. He got a goal. Uh, Then this game went to overtime. Uh, There was that disputed goal at the end of the third period. It was kicked in. Pretty obvious. Uh, I always get nervous about the kicked in goals, though, because the Ducks always get fucked on those. Uh, That's just the way it is. I mean, let's be real. The Ducks get screwed on these goals usually. So when they called it back, I was shocked. I thought they were going to count it. We were going to lose and like whatever. Uh, It just it is what it is. We get get cheated out on those most of the time. So the refs actually called it right. And then, of course, in the overtime, 
The Ducks lose. Um, kind of a questionable play. Uh, it looked like Gibson covered the puck. He was trying to spring a two-on-one. They said no, that he covered it. They blow the whistle. They do a face-off. And then they score off the face-off. And everybody's all pissed off. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't happy with that ending. But at the same time, the Ducks did not play well in this game. Let's just be honest. They didn't again. And they got outshot 28-15 to 15 in this one. And again, Gibson's the one that kept him in this. I mean, good Lord. Like, are you going to load up the other, like, 20 players on the team and just throw them on the freaking Gibson's back? I mean, it's ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, he got the Ducks a point. I know he was pissed off at the end and was going off. Well, not going off, but he was looking at the ref all pissed off with the call. And I know a lot of you <laughs> blew us up on Twitter. I get it. But uh, the Ducks had no business going to overtime in this game. They got lucky to get a point. I'm not really that upset. Um, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they just, you know, they ended up losing. I, I think the only good thing really about this road trip besides uh, Gibson playing so well is Henrique did come back on this road trip, played in a couple games. That was good. Dallas Aikens was back in this game against Detroit. Uh, so the Ducks are getting, you know, back to full strength, something that like we don't even understand what that means because this team has been just so discombobulated lately. It's so hard to evaluate this team. A lot of people ask us, you know, are we a playoff team? Are we a contender and whatnot? And I think it's really tough uh, when you've had all these, you know, different coaches out and players out and whatnot. Um, it's difficult, but somehow, some way, the Ducks scrape out eight points out of a 10 on this road trip, Eddie, not necessarily being 100%. Um, I mean, you just, you got to be happy with that. Yeah, they didn't play their best, but hey, you got eight out of 10 points. You're still fighting it out for the top three spots in the Pacific. Um, and that's where we're at. Yeah, you, you, you really can't ask for more for uh, from this team. They're, they're playing really great. Uh, everyone's clicking. They, they, they seem like they're having a lot of fun. But I, I just don't get all the hate that Zegrits gets from Detroit fans. This is fun. It's really exciting for the game. You have you know two electric rookies going head-to-head. -head. and I mean, the Red Wings have that, that one defenseman, too. I want to say his name is Sheeter. That's playing pretty lights out for them. So it's it's, it's going to come down to Cedar, uh, Raymond, or Zegris. But I think, I mean, obviously not just being biased, but I think Zegris takes it. But yeah, uh, this game was just kind of weird. Um, the Ducks should have had it. Who knows if the ref didn't prematurely blow the whistle. And that two-on-one when it went the other side, I'm pretty sure the Ducks would have scored and ended up getting two points in this game. But unfortunately, uh, one of those plays that happened, the refs screwed the Ducks in, and they just ended up losing this game. The best thing is we still got a point out of it. We had a good road trip, so you can't really complain about that. Yeah, exactly. And and then will kind of transition now into like you know our team updates and whatnot and all of that after that road trip. Um, like we talked about, uh, Manson uh, is injured on the IR. Uh, we got Milano was back at practice. We saw that. We had uh, Ryan Joseph... Phil uh, Williams, excuse me, on Instagram asked, you know, do you think Milano will start when he comes back? I think he will. The Ducks are finally back in action on the 11th against Seattle, so I think Milano will be back in. Um, don't don't bet the farm on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to be back uh, from all the signs and everything. So that's one thing that's good with the team. And you know, with this team, it's it's really hard, like we said, to evaluate. So you look at the standings. And you get excited because the Ducks are in second place in terms of points. So they have 55 points. 
the Kings have 55 points and Vegas has 57. Uh, the Ducks have played more games than those teams and the rest of the Pacific. And I know we post the standings a lot and we get excited and we're like, oh, the Ducks were in first or second or third or whatever. Well, the reality is if you look at the Ducks and you look at the winning percentage, the Ducks actually aren't in the playoffs right now. I know that's that's crazy, but if you go to NHL.com, you look at the conference standings, and at least at the time that we're recording this, you put in the, the uh, percentage of wins, you'll see that the Ducks are uh, down there at ninth. So you got Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, Central teams, Vegas, Calgary, LA, Edmonton, and then the Ducks. So the Ducks are on the border right now. Uh, of making that playoffs or not. And that's what Eddie and I talked about. If you remember way back in the beginning of the season, we said, hey, that's what we think about this team. Uh, they might make it. They might not. They're not a contender. It's kind of iffy right now. Um, you know, they're getting points. They're not playing well, but they're, they're getting back to full strength. Uh, so looking at this team right now, it, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And then we have to see what's going to happen in February. They don't play a lot of games this month. Right, so the other teams are going to kind of catch up in their games, um, you know, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, what do you think right now, Eddie? A lot of people ask us, you know, oh, playoffs, playoffs. Where do you think that, you know, with everything going on with where the Ducks are right now, how do you feel about this team? I mean, it's fun to watch. Like, I, we didn't have any hopes beginning of the season. We thought this team was going to be where Montreal or Arizona were in the bottom of the standings, battling out for the first overall draft pick. At this point, I want them just to, it seems like they're going to either squeak in the playoffs or barely miss it. Uh, at this point, I say just to try you know, try to squeak in the playoffs. You never know what happened, uh, what can happen in the playoffs. You saw Montreal go to the Stanley Cup final, and no one thought that they'd have a, a hallowed chance to do that. Um, it, like It's it's never going to hurt. If they barely squeak in or barely miss, they're, they're not going to have a chance for like top you know, five draft picks. So I might as well just get in there, get some experience for all these young uh, young guys that never played a playoff hockey like atmosphere, and and just get that experience. So next season, I feel like there'll be that that's you know a Stanley Cup team or not a Stanley Cup team, but like a playoff team where everyone's like expected. That's the expectation that they should have. And in a few more years, who knows? That, like this team when everyone's like really blossoms, Zegers really comes alive. You have Terry uh, going on a tear. Um, yeah, so like it's just it's one of those things though, Mike. It's just the Ducks seeing these games of having a Gibson stand on his back. If he goes down with injury or if he gets burnt out, it's just where you see this team happening now. Are they just going to start tanking? or I don't know. But it's, it's right now I'm just going to ride it with the funness and, and enjoy watching these games. And let's just keep our fingers crossed that they squeak in the playoffs and hopefully just get some magic and, and take it from there. I mean, playoff hockey, you, you never know what's going to happen. You can you, We've seen a, a wild card team. Yeah, take out you know a, a stacked roster. I'm talking about Columbus and uh, Columbus and Tampa Bay when they uh, they pretty much swept them in the first round. So you never know what would happen in these playoffs. Yeah, that's absolutely true. We've seen teams get hot later on and then carry that momentum into the playoffs. So I, I feel like the Ducks can go either way. I mean, there's a lot going on with this team right now. I feel like they could maybe jump up. And, and, you know, get one of those top three seeds in the Pacific and maybe surprise some people. Or, you know, they could fade away too. I, I mean, it's, it's God, it's just like anything right now. It's really crazy, but it's fun to watch this team. Very exciting. Um, we'll get to the uh, Verbeek news here in a second, but uh, just real quick, we are part of the Old City Sports Network now. I don't know if we mentioned that before. They have a sponsor, Body Check Wellness, uh, and it's Check C H. E-K, uh, wellness.com. Uh, 
Uh, you can go on there, type in uh, OCSN Capital for a discount. Check out their products as well. We have a couple other uh, sponsors we'll mention at the end of the show. And a lot of good things coming up with this show. We, we've made a lot of friends uh, with a lot of other podcasts. You may see Eddie and I doing some podcasts with other people covering other teams and whatnot. Kind of in the works of trying to figure out some things. And we have some other bigger news that will be coming down the road. I, unfortunately, I can't talk about it now. But a lot of good things for us. So stick with us. Um, you know, it's going to be exciting times around it. There's a lot of uh, new things going on uh, with, uh, you know, just this this whole thing that we've been doing. So it's, it's been a long road. But just keep with us and we'll keep on rolling. Um, some exciting stuff coming down the road. So, okay. So before the All-Star break, we got a lot of news about the GM stuff. We posted some articles about it, it coming down. And it really sounded like it was going to be Verbeek. Um, kind of at first, kind of a surprise, but no. And, and then it, he was the favorite, he was the favorite, he was the favorite. And then it, it came out the day before that the Ducks announced that he was going to be the GM. And then they announced it officially on Thursday of last week. And the Ducks had to ask Detroit for permission to talk to him, which they did. And uh, I'm really excited. I, I, I This was great. I mean, I, I didn't know if the Ducks were going to go on the inside with uh, Solomon, Nonish, and Madden, but they didn't. They went with Verbeek. Uh, I'm very happy by this. Uh, what did you think, Eddie? What was your first reaction when they said, hey, you know, we're going with this guy? I was like, I was like, finally, I was relieved. It's finally over. We have a new GM. We can get the ball rolling. He has uh, ample time to figure out what's he going to do and how he's going to mold this team. Uh, he's pretty lucky to have a team like this. That, that was kind of built, and we see it blossoming, like I said, to, to something great. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he brings. Uh, he has a lot of uh, experience with other GMs and seeing how, how they built their championship teams like that are, are drafted well, too, over there in uh, Detroit, how they drafted those two, like we talked about, Cedar and Lucas Raymond. Uh, it's just an excitement thing. Like We have a new GM. We can finally get the ball rolling. We had a committee of, of great minds that had input in it, and they I, I trust them making the best decision for the Ducks. I'm really excited to see the moves he's going to make and see what he can either like bolster this team up and hopefully bring us another Stanley Cup uh, championship. Yeah, you know, uh, I sat in on the press conference and just through Zoom and whatnot, and I like the stuff that uh, Verbeek was talking about. He talked about building the Ducks up to being a Stanley Cup winner. Uh, he talked about the Samuelis, their commitment to winning. Um, and he also admitted, he's like, yes, this team is in a rebuild. They're in the middle of it. And he wants to take this team forward. Uh, you mentioned Detroit. He also helped Tampa Bay as well. He said it took about five years in Tampa Bay. Uh, he hopes to maybe make it sooner, uh, you know, with the Ducks. And uh, he wants to, you know, build a really strong relationship with Dallas Aiken. So, I mean, I liked a lot of the stuff that he said, and that and that led to a poll question. That's why I asked you guys. You know, what, you know, what did you think with Verbeek in here? Where uh, or how long would it take for this team to get into contender uh, mode? Right. And I had uh, let's see on here on this poll that you guys participated in it was thirty eight percent said that it would take two years. You had, uh, let's see, 27% say in a year, 19% three years, and then the rest was split up between uh, four years or a range of two to four years. So what do you think, Eddie? What, what is your take? Now that he is in there, where do you think 
uh, or excuse me, how long do you think it'll take the Ducks to be a threat, you know, in the playoffs like we were for several years before? I think two years, uh, two years would be a good amount of time. Uh, I don't know. Um, the Ducks played a hell of a lot better this season, a complete 180 from the seasons before. Um, they're starting a team is starting to take seriously. Once these these players, these rookies that we have, uh, our younger players start getting more and more experience. More we we see Zegers Ray <laughs> acting like a seasoned vet. So um, when he gets that, that more experience and. And just blossoms in that superstar. This team's gonna be dangerous. We have, we're set with our, our goalie already. Like I think Gibson's a fantastic a fantastic goalie, probably the best goalie in the league. Or him or Vasilevsky, they can go you know hand in hand, uh, first or second best. You, you can't complain with that. Um, but yeah, I, I think two years, if maybe three, but I I don't know. I, I think the way this team is going and how how they're playing and they're improving on every little thing. I, I, I'd say two years until like a legit threat where everyone's going to be like, okay, well, we have to watch the Ducks. We're heading to Anaheim or we're playing the Ducks. I, I just wish they uh, would increase that physicality a little bit more to, to kind of intimidate teams more like the old school Dirty Ducks back in the day. And I really wish they would do something with these shots on Gibson, just facing all those shots continuously. It's That's how injuries happen. That's how goalies get burnt out. But it seems to be working for him. I guess he's 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 holding his own. He's playing lights out. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that too. It, I mean, they it feels like the Ducks need to work a little bit on a couple things. I mean, offense, right? Getting more shots, more forecheck, putting that pressure not so much on the defense and on Gibson. I, I think you're right on that. That's that's part of the issue. Um, you know, sometimes they you know they talk about the best defense is a good offense. And even though the Ducks got eight out of ten points on this last road trip, you know, outside the Boston game and maybe uh, the beginning uh, earlier in the uh, Montreal game, but I mean that the offense was kind of lacking, um, or at least the or the four check pressure. If you look at all the puck possession stats uh, for the Ducks, uh, they weren't really good on the road trip. To be honest, a lot of them minus fifty, you know, in the forties uh, for the Fenwick and the Corsi. So not not so great. Uh, on their forechecking, and I and that's a big thing I think that this team needs to work on. But I, I I think the Ducks can do it in two years. I think the biggest thing that uh, kind of sold me too on some of the discussions out there was Paul Correa. He was talking about Verbeek. I, I from what he said that Pat Verbeek was at the beginning of the list uh, when they started the search. They love his work ethic. They said he's a really good judge of talent and. It seems like he's got a lot of stuff going on, too. I, he looked at this trade deadline already, and he said that he has 10 to 12 scenarios that he's already looking at for this team. So, I mean, this guy's already done his research. He's looking at things to make this team better and figure it out. Uh, so, I, I mean, he's on it already. So, I, I like what I, I'm seeing on there. Um, you know, he talks about the younger players, how they've got to train hard. they got to work on their conditioning and their strength. Um, and, and he just really seems like he's a go-getter. I mean, uh, in the beginning, you know, I didn't think that he was one of the people. And then you kept hearing his name. It was kind of obvious that he, he was going to be the one because everyone was saying he was the front runner and the finalist and whatever. So uh, I'm excited. I think that they can do it within a couple years. Uh, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen, the trade line, uh, trade deadline. Uh, you know, a lot of fan questions about that, which we'll get out a little bit later in the show. But uh, I'm excited. It's a new era in Ducks history. Um, 
you know, we, we move on for Murray. Um, and uh, I really think with this team, the only, the only way to go is up. You know, the owners had uh, Niedermeyer in the mix. They had Korea in the mix. We found out that Solani was in the mix on, on the committee. Uh, Niedermeyer is now a special advisor for hockey ops, which is, is awesome. Um, Korea was talking about being available, uh, saying that they could call him anytime. Um, and, and, I, and I talked to Tame Solani recently. Uh, he never uh, wanted to be GM, but he wanted to be part of the process and, and have some uh, influence in there. So who knows what role Korea and Solani will have with the team coming up in the future. But I'm really happy that the owners leaned on them. Uh, of course, the CEO and, and, and uh, Aaron Teets as well. And uh, looked at all of that to put this together. And a big thing, Eddie, is they did what you and I said. We talked about getting a GM before the trade deadline. You and I harped on that in the last show. We said, don't do it last minute. Get one a little far in advance. You know, they got one in the month of uh, February before the trade deadline in March. So I really applaud the owners for getting it done. I, I think they had a great selection committee. And I'm very positive about this team. I mean, even if the Ducks don't make the playoffs this year, I won't be upset. I, I really think that this team is going to be a contender for uh, you know several years to come, Eddie. Oh yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's talk about something that put a smile on my face for now. Don't you love seeing Korea just being part of the Ducks organization again after all those years of him just not wanting to do anything with hockey? It's just from the retirement to seeing him part of this committee and. How open he is! It didn't call him any time for anything. It's just a matter of time before he gets a position with the Ducks, and he's—it's just awesome. I don't know. I think it's amazing to see. We all grew up watching him. We knew how instrumental he was to the Ducks, and and, and Solani is Solani. He's loved worldwide. I think. I think if someone doesn't like Solani, they have some personal issues because it's just—I don't know. I think that's one of the things that that's really cool to see. And like you said, seeing this team ready to move forward, uh, building this, what's going to happen. It should be exciting time uh, for the for the Ducks. It's gonna be. It's, it, it, you should be excited. I'm excited. I think the fans are excited. Um, but man, it's just that trade deadline is gonna be nuts, Mike. Uh, I know I'm gonna get off work, and I'll be up that uh, that five in the morning when it starts my morning beers and, and go through that whole tradition again. I'm looking forward to that, Mike. Hopefully, you can get off work too. We can kind of do a live show, do some live streaming for the fans, uh, go on Instagram live together, do something fun because I know it's going to be an interesting and exciting trade deadline. Yeah, and we do have that in the works. There's a few things about doing some live stuff. I know a lot of you asked about that, so we are working on that. Uh, I got to check my schedule. I, right now, I don't even remember what my schedule is that day, but I'll figure it out. If I got to get off work, I'll get off work. <laughs> I'll figure it out and we'll, we'll cover it. We'll have some good stuff going on. Um, for that as well and um, yeah I mean it's exciting times I mean the big question right now there's there's two big questions really uh, one is what are they going to do with uh, Madden, Nonish and Solomon um, as far as we know they're going to keep them for now uh, obviously there's been some GM stuff going on with other teams out there and some hunting and whatnot uh, for positions I hope they keep at least Madden and Solomon right. I, I know Nonus is kind of the one that's not been as critical for the team, right? Madden's been the big, um, you know, engine behind the draft and the scouting and all that. And obviously they brought in Solomon uh, for the contracts and the analytics, which, you know, the Ducks under Murray had issues with, and hopefully they get that going. So I'm really excited 
That I hope they keep at least two out of three. I don't know who Verbeek's going to bring in. Um, like we said, he did make Scott Niedermeyer the special advisor to Hockey Ops, which is a fantastic thing. I'm really curious to see what kind of role Solani and Korea are going to have with this team. They're obviously going to be involved. But um, it's exciting times. I mean, you have to be pumped up right now. Uh, I, I mean, everything with this team... No matter how they do the rest of the season, I feel that this team is trending upward. And I'm just like so pumped up right now uh, and excited um, for the years to come, Eddie. I mean, I'm just on an emotional high for this team. I, I really can't explain it. I, I just, um, I'm just positive and I, and I think a lot of good things are going to come for the Ducks, Eddie. Oh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it each and every day. Uh, I'm really excited and looking forward to the trade deadline. I know the last few... Uh, we were just kind of like, okay, waiting, waiting. I remember that one. What, what was that one? I, I got up. I'm waiting for something to happen. I think you were, I don't know if you were off work too. I, I don't recall, but it was just like nothing happened besides one little trade, like a minor league trade. It's like, okay, like, come on. You could have traded, got some assets, got some draft picks, but you just, I don't know, drinking in your office or something like that. <laughs> like, man. But yeah, I, I'm super excited. It's a good time to be a Ducks fan. I know we had a few seasons where it's like, it was really hard. For the people that stuck around, good for you. And if you didn't, I mean, welcome back. It's exciting. Um, I think Zegris is really putting the Ducks on the map. Uh, we had a fan question. I know a few shows ago, a few shows ago, asking how can the Ducks don't get any love or coverage. I forgot who asked it, but thank you for the question. But they're sure as hell getting a lot of love and coverage now because of Zegris, and that's just really fun to see. This team's exciting electric we have a new gm we're ready to start making some big decisions some big moves and, and gearing this team to have a really great future and, and hopefully bring more than just one more stanley cup it's it's, it, it's really exciting and I, i'm proud to be a part of it i'm proud to cover it so yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent. and you know you talked about zegris holy crap man we should talk about the all-star break i i, I mean dude he does that breakaway shot and i i saw it and i was like what the fuck did i just see man that was amazing he's blindfolded does a 360 and still scores the puck with his freaking dodgeball uniform on i'm like what the hell is this shit that's going on i mean that was amazing dude that thing was insane and then they don't say that he won i like that is a bunch of bullshit i'm like that was ridiculous that that I don't think anybody can ever top that in a breakaway challenge ever. A 360 blindfolded and you score, Eddie. I mean, I, I just, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody can ever beat that. That was so amazing. Oh, that was, I, I couldn't believe it. And one of those videos you're watching over and over and over and over again, it just, he just keeps blowing the ducks up. I don't know what else he can do more. And you know what? Like I said, he's going to try some of these new tricks, that stuff he he, he does in games. It's going to happen. I love his his confidence, maybe his cockiness. He just you have to like it. It's just it's fun to see and he's really putting it uh, bringing the ducks on the map and really blowing up uh, Southern California hockey too. You have a bunch of people trying his moves. I'm trying to do the Michigan. I'm trying to do the uh, his his Zegers assist, which and it's funny cuz one of the games a few weeks ago, I attempted um that the Zegers assist to one of my buddies because uh, he, he was calling for the puck. He's right there. He knew what I was going to do. I got the puck up over the net, 
and I thought he was going to bat it in, but a defender came in there, got in his way, and it went off the defender stick and it went into the net. So I did a modified Zegers assist. I haven't hit it yet, but I think that's my goal. But I'm trying to hit that miss again. But it's just cool to see this kid is making even me as a grown a grown ass adult that's 35 watching this 20 year old do stuff like that. I'm like, wow, I want to try it. It makes me feel like a kid again. But it, this team is just, it's nuts. Zegers is absolutely crazy. Um, that, that that was the best, and that was the winner. Like hands down, that was the winner for that that All Star Breakaway Challenge, or uh, skills uh, skills whatever it's called. It, it just yeah, he definitely got robbed. It, it, it sucks, but it is what it is. I had a lot of fans too. Uh, so I was out there for uh, for that weekend that were hockey fans, different fans talking about Zegers, chopping it up with them, and everyone had nothing but good uh, things to say about Zegers and how he's fun to watch, and everyone was looking forward to seeing what he brings to the All Star game and. It's only a matter of time, you know. Well, not a matter of time. I think next year he he will make the all star uh, all star game. So that's gonna be fun to see. Yeah, I I mean, just amazing. I mean, you had uh, gritty doing the Zegris during the mascot games and scoring a goal. I mean, I mean, you have everybody doing this stuff. You have all these funny ass videos too. You had him and uh, Gibson. And Gibson saying that he would pay him 500 bucks to do the worm at center ice. And then Zegris <laughs> is like, nah, I'll take 50 grand. You know, and then Gibson's so funny. He's like, hey, it's the All-Star game. You know, you know, All-Star weekend. Do whatever you want. You know, and he and he's like, no way, dude. No way, dude. I mean, it's just so funny. I mean, if you hate this kid, I mean, dude, get lost. I mean, you got to love his personality. He's so funny. I mean, he just loves the game. He's full of life. Hilarious stuff going on. Plenty of videos out there. We posted a couple other videos they had of him taping sticks in the locker room. Um, you know, going out and, and skating with some of the kids and stuff. Uh, and that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah, he scores goals and he does funny stuff. And, and he's a big influence for the team. But there's also things out there where he's teaching younger kids to do stuff. And he's not afraid to do that. You know, he's not standoffish. He's not arrogant. He's, he's trying to build the sport for the next generation. I mean, he, I mean, shit, he's going to be around for a long, long time, but he's still already building up for the next generation. And that's what kind of reminds me of how Tamu was. Tamu was really big on that. You know, we had, we had Gretzky before that. We had Mario Lemieux before that. Um, you know, it, it's just amazing to watch what's going on right now. We had, um, J O C A E L underscore A K Joe ask us, you know, thoughts on the, about the future of Zegers with the ducks. I, I really think the sky's the limit with this kid. I think that uh, he's going to be a, a team captain in the future. Um, I, you know, if not right away, maybe an you know alternate uh, captain and then uh, the captain. Um, I, I I just I don't know. I, I mean, he's done so much already. He's already done you know the quote unquote Zegers. He did the Michigan. In that one interview, he was joking about scoring a goal with the butt end of a stick. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, I, I mean, he did that spin around blindfolded. I mean, it's like Michael Jordan shooting a free throw, right, when he closed his eyes way back in the day. I'm kind of dating myself. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what this kid's going to do. Uh, and I think the future for him is going to be huge. I think he's going to really help put the Ducks more on the national spotlight on the map. We've We've been neglected a lot. A lot of you know that, and I think he's going to help us with that, and I think he's going to carry this team, and with Verbeek at the helm, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I, I just think a lot of good things are going to come for this team in, in the years down the road, Eddie. 
Yeah, that was a solid pickup to bring Zegers. He, he's the future of hockey. Just like you said, he's like the next generation and the future of, of this sport. And the sky's the limit for him. And he's he's not going to quit his personality. You could tell how much he loves this game. He loves being on the team. And his, his teammates love him. I, I, I heard interviews saying that you know he, he doesn't shut up. He calls everybody dude. But they love him. They love his personality. It's just... He, like he's gonna be our, our next Solani. Everyone's just gonna love him, and and it's 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 like you said, the sky's the limit. I'm excited. Like I said I feel like a little kid again, uh, watching uh, watching this player. It's it's fun to see. Um, even even Greedy took took a impressed to him and did that <laughs> that Zegers assist. But I don't know. It, it's gonna be fun to see how he can blossom up and what he can really bring to the table. And he's still he's still a rookie, so we haven't even seen his true potential yet. And he's this good as a rookie, so. It's just those points are going to come up. He's going to lead this team into the stratosphere, and he's going to hopefully captain their team one day and lead us to multiple Stanley Cups. Uh, I know. You're getting ahead of yourself, but I, I like it. That's how that, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited I am. No, I mean, that's how I feel, too, with this team. And, and I really think this trade deadline will kind of transition into it. But the trade deadline coming up here is really going to be important for this team. Um, there's so There's so many things to consider. Uh, we had Connor.jl ask, you know, what should we do with the UFAs? And, of course, all the talk on the town is about Lindholm, Manson, and Raquel. Um, you know, the big thing with Lindholm is they're all talking about him getting an eight- or nine-year deal around $8 million. And the question is, what are the Ducks going to do with that? Are they going to sign him for that, or are they going to try and go lower? I've heard some people talking about trying to get him at, like, $7 million. Will he do that or not? Or will he do... You know, eight. You know, between eight or nine, but uh, for less term. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing, but uh, I I think that's a big part of, of what the Ducks want to do. We had a couple of fan questions too. You know, uh, we had uh, B Lowry uh, seventeen. You know, what do you think uh, the first move is by uh, Pat Verbeek? Obviously, the first move was getting uh, Niedermeyer in there as that special advisor, but I I, I think he's asking more about player wise. I really think the trade deadline, for me, I think it all centers around Lindholm and what the Ducks are going to do. I think his value is obviously still up there. Um, at times, he may not have played as best as he could this year, but it's up there. It's higher value than Manson and Raquel. Uh, Raquel started scoring recently, but we remember Raquel's value was ridiculously high last year. And, the, and and Murray Murray screwed up, man. I mean, he he could have got a lot for Raquel last year, and he didn't do it. Um, so I don't think that he can get as much. Manson now he's out hurt. Sounds like possibly his finger, according to Jeff Ward. Um, but he he's out and he's injured. That doesn't help. So to me, whatever the Ducks do going into this trade deadline, Verbeek said, like I mentioned earlier, he's got 10 to 12 scenarios. I think Lindholm is a huge part of that. He has to figure out, you know, do you want to pay him that much money and do you want to pay him for that much term? Uh, I think he has to figure that out and and then go from there, Eddie. Yeah, it's like I said, it's going to be something that has to be worked out before the trade deadline. If not, so someone has to go. Like I, I said before, question is, you have Raquel and Lindholm being pretty much like brothers. Do they want to stay on the same teams together? And is it going to be one or the other? Or if they trade Raquel and try to keep Lindholm, is he going to want to stay? Or he wants to go and find his own team with Raquel? I, I, it's going to be interesting. 
and it's going to be really stressful on our new GM to try to work all this out. I think if you want to move into the future, you can't keep all three of this team, uh, these guys on the team. I think some, someone has to go. We have to get some assets going on. We have a lot of cap space, and we can make a lot of big moves and open up some roster spots. And like, like I said, Mike, it's going to be an interesting trade deadline. Are the weeks leading up to the trade deadline to see if we can get an extension for one of these guys if, or a couple of them? Or what's going to happen? I, I would just bank on them not being traded if they're going to be traded until the trade deadline because that's when you can get the most value for these players and you can really rob teams and, and have teams overpay for them That when the teams are trying to make a Stanley Cup run. Um, I, I think 7 or $8 million would be a fair price for Lindholm too. Uh, he can probably get more on the open market as we've seen last season how some of these UFA defensemen went. But yeah, that's going to be a stressful time for Ducks fans, but it's going to be fun and stressful and fun and stressful. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, in, in the mix too, you know, we harp on those guys a lot, but don't forget, uh, Getzoff's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, we talked about before how he had hopes of being a GM when he retires. Is that something that he wants to do? Is Does he want to keep playing, right? So, uh, you know, his last deal here was $3 million, So what is he going to do at the end of the season? You got Delorier. Uh, he's had a $1 million deal at the end of the year. What are you going to do with him? Smaller people, you know, Sam Carrick, Buddy Robinson, not as big of a deal. Obviously, uh, Patteron, a couple more UFAs in there. You also have, finally, Kessler's contracts coming off the books. We talked about some rumors about that contract getting traded. You know, I don't think that's going to happen, but at this point, it's still a possibility. But you have that out there, and you, if you look at Cap Friendly, the Ducks, you know, not counting these UFAs, are going to have like $40 million in cap space, which, I mean, that's not realistic. Obviously, they're going to sign people and do some things and, and get some stuff going. But uh, they got to figure out some stuff. I, I, I wonder if Verbeek's going to sit down with Getzloff and talk to him too. That might be another piece of this puzzle. Like, hey, hey, what's, what's your plan, man? Do you want to retire and start that executive career route through the NHL? Or do you want to stick around for another season? You know, I, I don't know. We haven't really heard. Um, so I, I think that's another part that they got to look at and, and try and figure out um, with these deals. But I, I can tell you this any kind of trades the Ducks do come trade deadline, they're not going to be bargain bin Bob style. I'll tell you that much. They're not going to see these little wino trades for these like diamond in the roughs that don't work. I'm sorry. That's I mean, that's what Murray did. And a lot of them, then he turned around and retraded them. You know, I mean, it's like, come on, dude. Like, some of that stuff, you know, Murray did a couple good trades. I'll give him that. But a lot of these little ones were just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I, I don't understand. And the list goes on and on with that. But um, I, I think that that's the big thing. I, I really think Lindholm is a huge part of those three. I think Getzloff is another part of that piece they got to talk about and figure out and see what they want to do. Um, or like we mentioned before, does Getzloff want to try to go to another team and win a cup, but I don't think so. The recent comments by him was about how much he loved Anaheim, wanted to stay in Anaheim, and wanted to try to win another cup in Anaheim. So to me, I would think Getzloff would come back at least for another season. That's just my opinion. Uh, I hope he would, but uh, it's interesting times. I'm really excited for this trade deadline. I'm nervous, I, but I'm with you, Eddie. I think between Lindholm, Raquel, and Manson, at least one of those three uh, is gone. 
Yeah, and it's starting to think because you want Manson to stay. Yeah, people get mad about him, but he's the kind of player that brings that physical rough edge to the game. A player that you're desperately going to want in the playoffs. As far as Getzloff, I think he'll stick around for one more season. I think if the Ducks were trending downward and having the season they had last uh, year, he might be contemplating that retirement route. Um, but the, see the way the Ducks are just trending upward and next, you know, if they make the playoffs and they get that experience next season, they're going to be more dangerous to try to go out and make the playoffs and make something happen. Um, I can see him sticking around for another season or I can see, uh, Zegris is duding him up so much to may force him to stick around for another season. But yeah, I, I, it seems like right now Raquel would probably be the odd man out and most likely, uh, with the abundance of forwards that we have and, and the pipeline that we have that are waiting for their opportunity to come up and, and show us what they can give us. I think he'd be the odd man out. Now, the thing is, do you want to keep uh, Lindholm and Manson, or do you want to get rid of both of them? Who, who do you want to keep more? I mean, obviously, I think Ma- or, uh, Lindholm has the most trade value of all three of them, and they can get a huge return, especially if you're trying to um, acquire other players from different teams. So, like you said, it's not going to be a bargain bob trading uh Chris Wagner away from someone that said didn't really work out. Shamara that got mad because you, they, they, the media pronounced his name wrong. So it's just, it, yeah, it's it's it, like you said, it's it's going to be a different trade deadline, and I'm, and I'm looking really looking forward to it. Not looking forward to it to see who goes or stays, but I think it's safe to stay. Who's going to stay? Uh, Gibson, Zegris, and uh, Terry, but. You never know. It's it's going to be interesting. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned those names, right? Because we've heard Gibson's name mentioned a lot recently. Uh, before, I'm I'm not ruling that out, but you know that that's been out there a bunch of times. So whatever. Um, the other thing too with Manson, don't forget, Elliot Freeman said that Manson had a no trade. Uh, well, he has a no trade clause, but uh, they said that one of the teams listed on there was Toronto, which you know Toronto keeps getting uh, thrown out there all the time with Manson. That's been going on for years. So I don't know if Manson would waive that and go to Toronto or not. But obviously, he holds the cards as that's one of the teams apparently that he can't get traded to. So. They've got to figure that stuff out between those. And then, you know, enter uh, Chikrin from Arizona. I've been told that the talks have heated up between the Ducks and the Coyotes between them. And it's funny because you talk about like Zegers and Terry. Um, well, don't laugh, but the Coyotes have asked the Ducks if they would be willing to trade Zegers or Terry in part of some kind of deal with Chikrin. I know. Ha ha. I know you're laughing. You know, it's funny. Will the Ducks do that? Fuck no. I, I highly doubt that. They're not going to trade Zegers or Terry, especially not for Chikrin. Don't get me wrong. I like Chikrin. You know, I like him. But I doubt they're going to do that. But that's been the ask I've heard, um, you know, from some people. But the thing is, is that the Coyotes are kind of in the driver's seat with Chikrin right now. There's like five or six teams that are really in on him. So what I think that they're doing is that they're filling out these teams because we know LA's in the mix, St. Louis is in the mix, a couple other teams. They're just trying to shoot for the moon and see how high that they can get his value to, to trade. And I think that's what they're doing. The Ducks, if they trade, oh my God, if they even, I can't even talk like about this, but if they traded Zegers or Terry for Chicken, I, I I think I would just quit everything we're doing right now and just shut everything down. I, I, I mean, I, that's how much I know that that's not going to happen. But you have to understand how trading works. If you have a guy that's a hot commodity and a lot of teams are hitting for that, 
guy, of course you're going to ask for the moon. You know you're not going to get it, but you never know if some team's like, well, okay, well, what else are you going to I mean, who knows? You, you don't know. I mean, nine times out of ten, when you ask for something stupid like that, which is, it is stupid, they're going to say no. But sometimes the team might say, okay, well, what if you give me this player and that player or these draft picks? And that's how the, the discussion gets going, right? You start up high and then you work your way down. So I'm not saying that Chikrin's a complete no for the Ducks. Maybe that's in the cards. Maybe that's one of the scenarios Verbeek's working out. I don't know. Verbeek's new to the game. He's got all these ideas. I, I, I don't know. But if he thinks Lindholm has a lot of value and he wants to trade for him, then he's got to get someone else to help out the Ducks' blue line. Chikrin's not a bad guy. 4.6 million cap hit through 2025. That's not a bad option. Obviously, not giving up one of our star players, duh. But if you're talking about draft picks, Comtois, something like that, maybe. McTavish, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that. So, I mean, there's there's just so much that goes on coming up to this trade deadline. And you have Verbeek coming in, learning all this stuff. A guy that's got 35 years uh, of playing and being an exec you know, in Detroit and also in uh, Tampa Bay. This guy knows his stuff. Um, so I, I'm really curious to see what happens with the Ducks. Uh, I, I, stuff's going to happen. It's just it's going to be crazy. I, I Like I said, I don't think they're going to do a, a ton of moves and get nuts. But something's got to be figured out. They're either going to start re-signing some guys and figure some stuff out, but if they don't, then they've got to figure it out. Because if you let Raquel, Lindholm, and Manson at the end of the season walk for nothing, we're freaking screwed. And I don't see that happening. The Ducks did what we talked about. They got Verbeek in there. He's, it, you know, There's still time before the trade deadline. He can figure out things. He's well-connected throughout the league. He's well-respected. I, I think that the Ducks will f- figure it out and do what's best for the team. Um, I, I'm still nervous, but I, I think that they'll work it out. Uh, and, and I hope that they, you know, whether it's Lindholm or Manson, if they keep one of those two and bring in Chikrin, I think that would be great. I don't know if that'll happen. But who knows? Verbeek might have his eyes on some other players that we have no idea about. It's too new to really tell right now, Eddie. But I can just tell you that I, I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chicken would be a great addition to the team, and especially his cap hit and how young he is. And he's just all the teams are interested in him. I, I, I read and I forgot the source. I, I want to say one of the, the, the known analysts posted it. I, I totally forgot to write it down, but I remember reading it that the LA Kings are out. They were in on Chicken, but now they're out. I know the Coyotes are going to start shooting for the moon and, and asking for everything. Yeah, it, it's funny. The Ducks aren't getting rid of Zegris. They're not getting rid of Terry. I think they're safe to stay. Uh, they're the, a cornerstone, and and they're our, they're going to be our Zegris is going to be our franchise player. He's not going anywhere at all. You have to, I don't know, they'll probably give up their first form before they give up Zegris at this point. Um, yeah, uh, don't forget too. A lot of teams have been doing this. Uh, those three way trades. Uh, Ducks can probably send uh, Lynn home to another team with a, a draft pick, bring in a, a nice little rookie or a player that Arizona might want, and then they can flip Chikrin and that player. Uh, things can happen like that, too. Arizona, too, is taking, uh, they said they wanted the, they have the cap space to take people's bad contracts for draft picks and stuff like that. So that could be a, a take into consideration for kind of a three way trade. But. Like I said, and I'm really excited for the draft. Or I'm sorry, yeah, for the uh, trade deadline. I'm talking about. It's going to be something different that Ducks fans aren't used to. It's going to be 
like putting your seatbelt on when you're at home because we're, we're going for a wild ride. I think you're exactly right. I think we're in for a wild ride. That that's that's exactly right. I mean, it, this team is on the cusp, percentage wise. They're you know look you know right there on the edge. A lot of games got to be caught up because you know the Ducks have played more. So a lot of stuff to keep you know in the, in the you know background there. And, and now that the team has finally got you know most of the players back, they've gotten out of this COVID protocol nonsense. I think you know this time period for this team leading up to the dra- uh, trade deadline is going to be critical because we're going to see now a more full strength team. You know we talked before about rust versus rest. I think this was a time where the Ducks needed the rest. They're extremely exhausted at the end of the road trip. You saw that interview with Fowler at the end. He was just tired. He was wiped. And I I, I think that the Ducks can. This was that you know break that they had at Christmas, I wasn't a big fan of. We talked about that because when you're you're playing well and you're doing well and your team's healthy, you know, you want to kind of stay in there. Yeah, they had some guys in the protocol, obviously, but I really think that this break was maybe more of one that would help them. And uh, I think they're going to be charged up. Like I said, they're going to kind of start out slow. they got Seattle coming up then a couple games the following week, but, you know, everything's kind of spread out in February. And then, then they're really in full swing in March. They're just, they're hammering it. They're, you know, they're playing three or four games every week. Uh, up to the trade deadline, so uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they perform. I, I think if they turn on the juice and they play well, they don't trade as much. But if they tank, then then maybe the selling starts beginning. So, man, it's just crazy. There's just so much to sit here, Eddie, and anticipate uh, in the couple weeks leading up to the trade deadline. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty too. You don't know what's going to go on. You don't know if the Ducks are just going to just start tanking or, or start uh, start losing steam it's just it's right now it's all up in the air hopefully this rest will help them and they continue their route of being uh, the team that we're seeing if not it could backfire on them they could just you know it's some teams to take that rest um and and kind of go the other way with it like, we have to wait and see with that but like i keep harping on it and harping on it because i want everyone to be excited about it because i'm like super excited about it the trade deadline trade deadline it's going to be just it's going to be really fun, Mike. I really hope you can get off work. I think we'll have fun with the fans. We can start drinking at 5 in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a, one of those those things that, that it's just, oh, man, I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I definitely won't be at work, even though I, I started working a lot more lately because I'm going out to a lot of trips. But definitely that day, I'll suck it up. I won't go to work. And I'll be up at 5 in the morning, and I'll, I'll be on the Ducks and Pucks accounts and keeping everyone entertained and, and occupied and try to make it fun for the fans, maybe do a giveaway or, or something just to, to keep everyone engaged. But uh, looking forward to, to that day and, and interacting with all of you guys. And like I said, I, I really appreciate and thank each and every one of you guys for being supporters, all your kind words, your comments, your reviews you leave us. It's just this stuff's not easy, especially Mike. Mike is just going nuts this season. Uh, I had to take a little bit of backseat with just my, my, my cybersecurity and work, and Mike's just right there grinding it away each and every single day. Eating news that comes out, Mike's on it, on it, on it. So, Mike, that's just, uh, I just wanted to, you know, let all the fans know how much uh, I appreciate Mike as his co host and, and being part of Ducks and Pucks, but also being a fan of, of his work and his work ethic and how much dedication and love he puts on this podcast and uh, the content he posts. So, it's just, if you guys are listening, Go ahead and blow up Mike and just show your appreciation to him too. I appreciate it, Eddie. I mean, just trying to cover the information as best I can, you know, and I, I'm not perfect. 
you know, I make mistakes here and there, but uh, just trying to get stuff going, you know, and trying to do more things. And, and, and there's a lot of good things down the pipeline coming. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, um, stuff that, that'll come up. I, I did want to mention we are doing another watch party. Uh, we will be at the Steelcraft on Saturday, March 12th. We will be doing that again, um, hanging out. they got the big screen out there. It sounds like Phil Hewlett will be there that day as well, um, pending his schedule. He, he is extremely busy. It looks like Saturday is his best day, so we will have a watch party. It's outdoors. Uh, I will double-check all the rules for you. I just kind of confirmed it actually right before the show. Uh, I know a lot of you have been looking forward to doing that. We were going to have one, if you remember, at the Steelcraft right before all the, the, the crazy COVID stuff. So we're back out there. Uh, I like doing it there. There's lots of seating. Uh, like I think the screen is like a 100-inch TV or something. I can't remember. It was just ridiculously stupid huge. So we will be bringing that back. We'll go hang out. Um, just kick it. They're playing the Devils that day at 4 o'clock on the road. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We may do a second one. I don't know. Just trying to figure out scheduling. It's just very, very difficult. Eddie is so busy. I'm so busy. Um, but we're looking at that date. Um, so I'll end up putting out something more official on that. And uh, we're trying to do more giveaways. Uh, we did a, a good one on a Ducks jersey on Instagram. By the way, I love you guys on Instagram. You guys are just killing it. We're at almost 10,000 followers. You guys are amazing on there. Um, we gave away the jersey. It was uh, Patsy Lemon that won that jersey. And we'll have more giveaways, especially on Instagram. You guys have like been just stupid good to us. Now, Facebook, you've really been good to us too as well. And, and we'll throw some stuff on, on Twitter as well. Uh, but... Um, that's all that's the plan you know at least have another watch party uh, do some more giveaways i had a, a couple people recently they donated a whole bunch of autograph stuff to me that is ducks related and uh, i just i'm gonna start giving it away to all you guys um I, I that's what i like to do i you know i don't i get joy out of you guys getting stuff uh from us so i'm gonna start giving away even more stuff uh online um to people and I uh, appreciate all the people we have that, you know, do the writing for us and whatnot. Um, I know we have Mario and Aaron. They help ca uh, handle the games. Eddie, you handle the games, too. I can't cover all of them. I'm not always on Twitter. I mean, I, yeah, I, I try to do most of the day-to-day -day stuff, but you guys help me out a lot with the games. Thomas, that you know, if you're listening, you, you write so much stuff, it's ridiculous. I can always count on you, especially with the goal stuff uh, and the prospect stuff. I mean, Thomas is just st stupid good with all his stuff. He covers so much stuff because I just don't have time for that, and he, he really helps us out with that. So... I appreciate his efforts too. And we got another writer that actually used to be with Pucks of a Feather where a lot of you guys don't maybe remember, but that's where I started in the very, very beginning. I worked for Pucks of a Feather um, and then I moved on and started my own thing. So um, they reached out to me, so I'm happy. So that's another thing too. If you want to write for us, more than happy for, for you to join us. Um, just hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, getting a lot of lot of DMs on Instagram. Jesus, I like I don't pay attention to Instagram as much, Eddie, and I really need to pay attention to that because we we, we get a lot of a lot of DMs on there. I don't know if you notice it, but I, I usually don't check it, and I've really been on it in the last couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, a lot of people are asking about stuff. Yeah, you know what? That was kind of my department. I was supposed to handle most of the Instagram stuff, but like I said, my schedule is just really hectic, and it's just like my schedule now. I'm working more, so just work. I get off work, I have to come home, jump on my laptop, and spend hours doing cybersecurity training, 
And then, I, of course, I bombard myself. Had to go play my beer league games. I got four or five different teams. So it just gets kind of like overwhelming for me sometimes. And it's just, I, I, yeah, I, I don't even have time to breathe sometimes. Like, like today, it's just it's one of like day. I missed a, a hockey clinic today. Just, if we can do this podcast, it's just like my, my schedule this week is just going crazy. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the watch party too. It's it's always good to hang out with you guys. You always have uh, the best things to say. We always have the best of times. I will go and try to see if I can uh, I can bring my girl to that watch party, even though she's a Kings fan. So you guys could uh, I'll try to make her cheer for the Ducks. So I'll see if I can pull that off. I'm pretty smooth, so I think I can make it happen. And then that bet too that my birthday present's coming up on February 25th, Mike. That Ducks and Kings game. The Ducks better win this damn game because I do not want to put on a damn Kings jersey at all. I might have to throw up or get really inebriated and black out and put the Kings jersey on if the Ducks don't pull this off. <laughs> oh man, that that's a tough one, man. I know I, I never want to do those bets. Uh, I you know they're I, always yeah, rough. I, I, I just I hope she has a Dustin Brown jersey because I wouldn't mind wearing his jersey because I like him as a player. I met his sister when I was in New York, so that was pretty that was pretty interesting. I didn't believe her at first, so I started showing me pictures and everything. I'm like, holy crap, that's kind of awesome. But yeah, I, I really I really don't want to put a Kings jersey on. I've never done that in my life. I don't know why I made that bet, but I'm confident and and our boys I can pull it off. Uh, hopefully. Uh, Zegers pulls the Michigan and the Zegers assist uh, the same, or, you know, twice in that uh, Ducks versus Kings game. But it's going to be a really uh, inter- a fun game to be at. Um, the atmosphere in those games get crazy. The fans get crazy. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Mike, thank you for those uh, birthday tickets. And then I'm going back to Vegas the very next day. So it's going to be a long, long weekend for me. But it's going to be fun. And I do plan to jump off the stratosphere again. And I'll probably be wearing a Ducks jersey. So that's going to be pretty fun. You got to videotape that. Yeah, you know what? I, I have like, they have this little watch thing where you put on. So you just like, it's kind of weird because you're just videotaping your face. I wish they had like a drone that just watches you just jump off. But I don't know. I just, if you guys haven't tried it, jumping off the stratosphere, I'm afraid of heights. I hate heights. And I drank a lot before I jumped off. But once they open those windows and they put you out on that ledge, it's instant sobriety right there. You're just like, what am I doing? Like, but once you jump and you're falling, nothing else in the world matters. It kind of reset my whole mindset and everything. Uh, that's why I dropped all the weight and just changed my whole kind of lifestyle. But I want that feeling and I guess that adrenaline rush that I'm chasing. So I'm looking forward to to doing that again. Uh, it's gonna be fun, and I'll have a I'll have a plus one with me doing it. So hopefully she doesn't chicken out and doesn't uh uh get that shirt says I chickened out to jump the stratosphere. Maybe I can just give her a light little push to go off the ledge. Oh man. You you got more guts than me, dude. I I cannot stand heights at all. That's that's crazy. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up, guys. A lot of a lot of fun. Uh, like we said with this team. So we'll be back. I, I don't know when we'll see. Depends on if there's more news that breaks. I mean, there's been a, a lot of news in the last week and a half or so uh, with this team. So. Uh, you know, and I apologize for the inconsistent programming. It just kind of the way it is. Eddie and I are just crazy busy this year. So we're trying to just get the shows out when we can. So um, make sure you check out our other sponsors too. We got Bucked Up. 
Com. Use Ducks and Pucks 93 for a discount. We also got Z-Stack Life for your multivitamins. Uh, put in my name, Mike, for a discount there as well. And then, like I said uh, before I close out, check out Old City Sports Network. Super happy to be part of them. Um, Jesse's doing some great things over there uh, and uh, going to help take us to another level. So, um, And again, thank you for the support and everything. Uh, we'll be back in a week or so, and let's go Ducks.